0: Chapter 6 of Intramuros by Rebecca Springer. Many friends that traveled with me reached heaven's portal long ago. One by one, they left me battling with the dark and crafty foe. They are watching at the portal, they are waiting at the door, waiting only for my coming, the beloved ones gone before. Mrs. H. M. Reasoner. The first time I returned to the dear heavenly home after my long delay on earth, as I approached the entrance in the company of my brother, Frank, we saw a tall young man standing close by the open gate, looking wistfully the way we came. As we drew near, he said in an almost pathetic voice, is my mother coming? A closer scrutiny revealed his identity. And I exclaimed with joy, extending both hands to him, My dear Carol, he smiled a bright welcome as he extended his hands, but said wistfully, I so hoped my mother would return with you, aunt, when you came back. Did you see her? Only once for a brief moment. She is very happy and bears her years well. She will come to you now before long, but then you know it will be forever. "'Yes, I know,' he answered brightly. "'I will be patient.' "'But,' he added confidentially, "'I do so want her to see the lovely home "'I myself am building for her. "'Will you come and see it?' "'Of course I will, gladly. "'Now?' "'Yes, if I may,' looking at my brother for his sanction. "'He nodded his head pleasantly as he said, "'That is right, Carol.' have her help you in every way you can. I will leave you two together, and you will bring her to me later? Indeed, yes, said my nephew, and we went away happily together. Where is this wonderful house, Carol? Not very far from Mrs. Wickham's, he said. We soon reached it, and I was truly charmed with it in every way. It was fashioned much like my brother Nell's home, and was, like it, built of polished woods it was only partly finished and was most artistically done although uncompleted I was struck with the fact that everything was perfect so far as finished there was no debris anywhere no chips no shavings no dust the wood seemed to have been perfectly prepared elsewhere where I have no idea the pieces were made to fit accurately like parts of a great puzzle. It required much skill and artistic taste to properly adjust each to its place. This my nephew, who even in the earthly life was quite a mechanical genius, seemed to have no difficulty in doing, and the house was slowly growing into beauty and symmetry. After showing me all over the house, he at last drew aside the hangings before an entrance beyond which were two rooms, not only entirely finished, but beautifully furnished as well. I finished and furnished these rooms complete, so that if Mother came before the house was ready, she could occupy them at once. You know there is no noise from workmen here, no hammering, no unwelcome sounds. I thought at once of the Temple of Jerusalem, where, during its erection, there was... "'neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house. "'It is very beautiful, my dear boy,' I said enthusiastically. "'It will give her great joy to know you did it for her.' "'But what is this, a fireplace?' "'Pausing before a lovely open chimney, "'wherein wood was piled ready to be lighted. "'Is it ever cold enough here for fires?' "'It is never cold,' he answered.' but the fire here never sends out unneeded warmth. We have its cheer and beauty and glow without any of its discomforts. You remember my mother loves to sit by an open fire, so I have arranged this for her. It is charming, but you did not make the stained glass windows also. No, I have a friend who has been taught that art, and we exchange work. He helps me with the windows, and I in turn... Help him with his fine woodwork and inlaying. I'm going to make a flower room for my mother, similar to yours, only of lilies and violets, which will retain their perfume always. How lovely! I want to thank you, dear Carol, for your share in our flower room. It is the most exquisite work I ever saw, and it is doubly so when I remember whose hands fashioned it. It was a labor of love with us all he said simply. That is what enhances its beauty for me, I said. But sit here by me now and tell me about yourself. Do you spend all your time at this delightful work? Oh, no, indeed. Perhaps what we used to call two or three hours daily. Much of my time is still spent with my grandfather, R. I do not know what I should have done when I first came here, but for him. I was so ignorant about this life and came so suddenly. Yes, dear boy, I know, I said sympathetically. He met me at the very entrance and took me at once home where he and grandma did everything possible to instruct and help me. But I was, I am still far below what I ought to be. I would give a year out of this blessed life I would even go back to the old life for an entire year if I could only go to my old friends, or better, into every Sunday school in the world and beseech the girls and boys to try to understand and profit by the instruction there received. Why, I used to go to Sunday school Sunday after Sunday, help sing the hymns, and read the lesson and listen to all that was said. And I really enjoyed every moment of the time. Sometimes I would feel a great longing after a better life, but there seemed to be no one to especially guide or help me. And the greater part of the time, what I heard one Sunday was never once spoken of or even thought of till another Sunday came, so that the impression made was very transient. Why do not boys and girls talk more together about what they hear at Sunday school? We were all ready enough to talk about a show of any kind after it was over, but seldom of the Sunday school, when together socially. Why do not teachers take more interest in the daily lives of their scholars? Why is there so little really helpful talk in ordinary home life? Oh, I wish I could go back and tell them this. His face beamed with enthusiasm as he talked. And I too wished it might be possible for him to do as he desired. But alas, they will not be persuaded, even if one arise from the dead, I thought. It is now time for me to go with my grandfather, he said, rising. But we will walk together as far as your home, and you will let me often see you, will you not? Gladly, I answered, as we set forth. We still conversed of many things as we walked, and when we parted at the door, I said, I am soon to learn how to weave lovely draperies. Then I can help you when you are ready for them. That will make my work more delightful still, was his reply, as he hastened on in the direction of my father's home. End of chapter six.